Welcome to Straight from the CPA's Mouth, a podcast featuring Alberta chartered professional accountants asking and answering questions related to business, leadership, finance, and more. This podcast is brought to you by Alberta's CPA Education Foundation, which supports business and accounting education and is a charitable arm of this Alberta CPA profession. I'm Laura Lee with CPA Alberta, and it is my pleasure to welcome you to the first ever Straight from the CPA's Mouth episode. I'll be your host for this segment of the show, which features Simran Sandhu, fourth-year accounting student at the University of Alberta. I heard that future casting is an essential tool for long-term business. According to a recent poll, 48% of Canadians say they are $200 or less each month away from the down again? Do you think the energy sector say the economy is too dependent on leaves university with considering cloud computing for my business? Filter out the noise. Hear it straight from the CPA's mouth. As I mentioned, this podcast will typically feature Alberta Chartered Professional Accounts. However, while my guest today isn't quite a CPA yet, she's on her way to becoming one. Simran, thank you so much for being our guest on today's podcast. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. So I am in my fourth year and I'm kind of going back a little bit. So I was born and raised in Edmonton. So coming to the U of A was a natural choice for me. So I've been there um, and kind of why did I really choose accounting? Well, I knew a few people in the industry and they told me great things about it. And I was always a numbers person. So I had this perception that accounting is all numbers based. And I really enjoyed math. So I figured, hey, why don't I go enroll into the U of A, do business and be an accountant? And oddly enough, I actually stuck to it. So I'm almost done. I finish in December and hoping to get an accounting job and actually do the number crunching that I've always wanted to do. Okay, great. So this podcast, Straight from the CPA's Mouth, is just one of the many resource materials that will be available through the new Heshi CPA Knowledge Center over the coming year. This virtual hub will capture the collective ex- expertise of chartered professional accountants, otherwise known as CPAs, and share their insight and experience with the people that would most benefit from it, the public, students, prospective CPAs, the business community, and others. Simran, when you hear the word CPA and knowledge, what are some of the things that come to mind? One thing that comes to mind to me for CPA is professionalism and knowledge, I would say technology. So this day and age, technology is advancing so much. And with CPA, I think of professionalism. So with that, I think having a CPA designation allows you to be professional in this really diverse industry and this really um, technologically advanced um, society, I would say. Yeah. So I think having that designation, you know, having that professional standard really stands you out out of everyone. And I like being in school and seeing where everyone is going. A lot of students are really capable and it's a competitive market. So I think, you know, having that CPA designation really makes you stand out from the crowd for sure. You talked about being a designation helps you stand out from the crowd. What do you think people can learn from CPAs? What are some of the things that you've learned from CPAs? Yeah, I, one thing I, I learned that it's not the same path for everyone. Everyone has different careers. They Some work in public practice, some work in industry, and some work in government. So it's very different. And I originally thought that the CPA path is just kind of a strict structure and you follow it and you you're all accountants Mm -hmm. but a lot of the times when I've met CPAs I talk to them and most of the times they're not even accountants they're high up people or just doing something completely different or entrepreneurs I think for me it was more eye-opening to see that it opens more doors 
and gives you more opportunity to try new things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm not an accountant, but I have met a number of CPAs and I mean, they've been in jobs from, I met a person who was a bassist in a heavy metal band. He was also a CPA, which was really cool. But you talked about wanting to become a CPA because you're a numbers person. Mm-hmm. So that's the aspect of the CPA that appealed to you, right? Yes, Yeah, I would say. So um, is that kind of a perception still that people have that accounts are number crunchers? Yes. A lot of people think it is um, you sit in the back corner yeah. with your visor and you're just number crunching and you don't see anyone. But like I like I mentioned, uh, talking to them is a different story. Mm-hmm. They say completely different things. They say like, hey, one person told me that they are not a number person at all. They're not crunching numbers. They're not doing anything related to like financial statements or things like that. They're meeting clients. They have that face-to-face connection. They're going out there. They're putting their face out there and doing audits and, you know, like, or getting new clients for their business. So it's nice to have that personable aspect. And a lot of people, I would say, have a perception that accountants just sit in the corner and do a desk job. And it's nice to hear that it's broader than that. Mm-hmm. And there's opportunity to meet people and to not just sit in the corner. What are some of the questions that you've always wanted to ask CBAs? Yeah, um, I would say probably for the people who end up switching into or getting that designation after um, what they've done, my main question for them is why did they want to change their mind or or why did they want to switch into that role after they what for what they've been doing for so many years? So, for example, there's this um, one person I work with and he is about to retire actually, but he's pursuing a CPA designation. So to me, I'm always wondering like, you worked for the government for so many years and what made you kind of change your mind and be like, hey, this is what I wanna do. Mm-hmm. So I think the fact, like I've talked to him and he said, it's the opportunity, you know, to experience new things and to have that that designation under his belt. So for me, I think seeing that change for CPs or p- people who are pursuing that designation later on in life at different points in their life, I think is really interesting and to know why. And I think for people who are CPAs right now, I just like hearing about their experiences. And I think everyone, like I mentioned earlier, has a different route and what they and, and how they pursue it. So yeah. I think why they chose that route and what, what they love about it. Would you say that there is any kind of particular area or industry or area of knowledge that you think CPAs are particularly, you know, that they can lend their expertise in? Yeah, I I would say a lot of students, uh, just from speaking from a student's perspective, are curious about getting a job because they think technology is going to overtake accountants. We're not going to have jobs when we graduate. So everyone's wondering about AI and and technology and how that's going to impact them five years down the road, 10 years down the road, when they graduate next year. So a lot of people are wondering about that and seeing how that affects um, their jobs. And then also a lot of students nowadays, I guess, are just wondering about the requirements of entering into the program. A lot of people say, do they look at grades? Do they, you know, look at extracurricular and things like that? And a lot of students are always wondering about grades. Like, will I get a job when I graduate? So... A lot of, I would say, those aspects a lot of students are looking at. Okay. I mean, accounting as a profession historically has been calculators. You think Excel spreadsheets. How is accounting being seen as evolving to meet the the advances of technology? Uh, I think the perception is that um, a lot of people are worried that jobs might be gone or lost because of technology. A lot of people think that if technology comes in, 
and they have uh, a machine or a system or a program to do, for example, journal entries for you, how are they going to have a job or what are they going to do when they graduate? So I think it's more of a fear. Um, but to me, as I've talked to a lot of CPs, and this is a question that comes up a lot in, at events or at Q&As and panels, a lot of students are like, what's going to happen if I graduate and all these advances happen? And a lot of CPAs say it's going to actually make things a lot easier and more efficient and effective that people can focus on different aspects of accounting and get kind of the easier things done through technology and kind of just make the process more efficient. So for me, I've understood and I and I think that technology is great and it's actually just going to benefit and make the processes more efficient. Um, but it's definitely a concern a lot of people have. I believe you mentioned that you spent the last year as a CBA campus ambassador. Um, for those of people who don't know, can you explain um, what a campus ambassador is, what a campus ambassador does? Yes. Yeah, so every campus has um, someone representing the CPA program to the students. So I had the opportunity to be the campus ambassador for U of A this past year. And essentially just kind of being a person for students to ask questions um, about regarding the CPA program. So if anyone had questions about the program requirements or was wondering more information about the program, I would be a main source for them. Also making sure that students knew about the program, that was also one of my responsibilities making sure that the CPA program is well known at the university. And the thing is, a lot of people don't know that CPA hosts all these events. So kind of sharing all those cool events with them, like Bolarama, that was great this year. It was so much fun. And I think sharing that with everyone is a really good way to get everyone out there. And so I think the Campus Ambassador Program is amazing because kind of gives that person or a student on campus if they don't know how to navigate through the website to just come and talk to me and kind of ask those questions or email me and things like that. You're also learning about the CBA program at the same time. Of course, yeah. yeah. So I learned a lot myself too about the modules and the requirements and like the work experience. I didn't know things like that. So going through that training, that gave me more um, knowledge and education about it. And, And also I got to build my network a lot, which... I thought was amazing. I got to meet so many people. I got to meet you and, you know, and that happened through an opportunity with the program. So you mentioned Bolarama being a really fantastic event yes. that, um, so Bolarama is presented by the CPA Education Foundation. Do you want to maybe give a plug for Bolarama, for future Bolaramas? Of course. Okay. Everyone needs to go. It was amazing. So it was at the rec room this year and it was really cool because it wasn't just bowling. So they had virtual reality and, and axe throwing. So it was really cool and um, it was a really good way to interact with CPAs in a casual setting. I know networking events can be super stressful and you know, you're sitting there in your suit and tie sweating and you're like, oh, I need to go talk to the CPA and learn about the program. And sometimes it can get overwhelming from a student's perspective, especially because you need to put yourself out there. Like it's harder, but the, uh, the event itself, Bolarama, made it more casual and easier to meet CPAs and talk to them. How would you say CPAs are as bowlers and axe throwers? They're pretty good. I would say they're not just number crunchers. They got some moves, I would say, for sure. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Nice answer. So spend the year being campus ambassador. You know, what is your biggest takeaway from the experience? Um, I think I would say it's not about what industry you go into or 
what path you kind of take because everyone is going to have a different path in going through the program or being an accountant. And that's what I learned because originally I did think going through the program, it was very strict and everyone had the same thing. Everyone went through the CPA program and it was the same, but it's completely different for everyone. And some people are doing modules before they even start work. And I didn't even know that was possible. So I think just learning that there's a lot of flexibility uh, depends where you go, depends on what path you take. And I think all of them are very unique, but it works for everyone. Okay. So you mentioned obviously that people, you know, on campus are they're worried about um, the impact of technology on the profession. There's that kind of number cruncher being counter perception still on campus. What are some of the reactions that you know your fellow students had? If you said I'm an accounting student, I'm gonna be pursuing my CPA, how did they react? Okay, well I would say I would break it up into two reactions. Okay. So first you say accounting. You say, oh, so boring. Why would you want to do that? You're just going to sit at your desk? Like, uh, not for me. <laughs> and then there's the other one. You say, hey, I want to pursue a CPA. You're like, wow, that's really good. Like, CPAs make good money. <laughs> like, y- you know what you're doing. And, you know, so it's a mix. When you just say accountant, people are just kind of like, oh, well, fun, counting, cool, boring. And then when you say CPA, they realize that, you know, you're pursuing it, you're doing a designation, it's professional and it's recognized. So I've gotten both and it's interesting to see the difference that students, how they react, especially if they're not in the business faculty. But the thing is, when I talk to students who are in sciences or in arts or any other faculty and they say, what are you doing? I say, I want to do a CPA. They recognize it. So that's like one accomplishment I would say like or or it's a great feeling for them to be for you to be like oh yeah they know what it is like it's recognized so you know that's what I aspire to be like I want to be a CPA the the letters just say something you know there's so many careers out there if someone says I want to be I can't think of one but you know some really highfalutin title you know and then someone says well what is that like and you have to explain it but saying it I want to be professional accountant I want to be CPA it's a fairly people know what that is right people People, do yeah. yeah And if they don't, well, when you explain it to them, then they're like, wow, like, good for you. That's a, that's a great title to have or you're working towards something really, really great. And, you know, you can get somewhere with that. Yeah. So. so have you seen the new CPA ad marketing campaign, CPA Not Boring? No. Okay. Well, that's basically the root of our new um, national campaign, CPA Not Boring. So it features CPAs in, you know, what I would argue is unconventional roles. So the one that uh, we have in a word of CPA, so she's on, there, there were some billboards uh, over a couple of months. And so she's actually a fashion designer. Oh, okay. She does, um, she runs an ethical fashion line. And, uh, and so she, hers is CPA, uh, CPAs are drab. And then it talks about, there's a tagline talking about how, you know, of course, CPAs aren't drab. Was that, would that be a message that would resonate for you as someone who wants to become a future CPA? I think so. I think making anything interactive is is like really easy for us to like pay attention or get interested in. Um, especially nowadays, everything needs to be done quick or p- people have really short attention spans. So I think seeing that um, and actually knowing what it is can spark interest in like a quick way and be like, oh, this is something I'm interested in or I want to learn more about. So I would say so. Okay. So, I mean, you know, Obviously, we talk about CPAs are boring. Um, if they're we not talk, boring. They're not boring. <laughs> exactly. If we talk about the word boring, how would you fill that word in? CPAs are. What's your word that you would use? Can I use? Can I give you a couple yeah. options? 
Yeah. Okay. I would say. What words would you use? And I should rephrase. Okay. I would say maybe CPAs are one of a kind. Oh. Um, going back to the whole point that, you know, everyone has a different path. They're all unique. I would even say CPAs are more fun than you think. Something like that. Okay, well, they're bullers and axe throwers. Yeah. How could they not be? Exactly. They have a lot going for them. So you literally just finished writing your final exams yesterday. Yes. Um, you mentioned that you have one semester before you graduate. Um, how does it feel to be done another year of post-secondary? It's crazy to think that four years just flew by yeah. like that. And it makes me appreciate school so much more. I was so excited earlier to be just to graduate and start working. And, you know, I've just taken this semester and really just appreciated going to school. It's so nice to, you know, have your own schedule. You know, you get to decide when you want to come to class and see all your friends. And post-secondary secondary is great. And, you know, it's tough in the moment, but it's going to get harder and harder. I already know. I know working is it's going to be a challenge. It's a new experience. And then doing the CPA designation. Heard that's a mission. So, you know, I'm excited. And the for my fourth year was great. I really enjoyed it. And I got the opportunity to be the ambassador this year and be in a few student groups. So it was a well-rounded experience. I think you have to balance it. You don't want to just focus on one aspect or just study all the time or or just um, use your weekends and to hang out with friends, you got to have a balance. And I think maintaining that makes your university experience really fun. Mm -hmm. well, well, how did you find time? I mean, you, you and I, before we started recording, talked about, you know, some of the clubs that you're in, mm -hmm. you're a CAPS ambassador, obviously you had studies or you had finals. How, how do you balance it all? Yeah, I would say mostly prioritizing. If I knew I had an assignment coming up next week, I would focus my attention towards that, but I wouldn't neglect things that um, like other priorities. So I just had to like prioritize everything and schedule it into my calendar. I'm telling you, Google Calendar has saved my life. <laughs> it is so helpful having everything on there. So I think just being organized, prioritizing based on deadlines, and then also making time for yourself. Because I think if you're just focused on like extracurriculars and school, you're going to go crazy. So you really need to find time for yourself. And I think making sure um, one thing that really helped me was that I stopped working on weekends. So that was really nice. And I had my whole weekends to study. And, you know, of course, during the, the breaks, you have a good time and, you know, you study as well. But I think taking breaks is also helpful. Speaking of not working on the weekends, mm -hmm. obviously, what's what's going? What are your summer plans? Summer plans, yes, yeah. I'm super excited. I'm going to be working at an accounting firm. It's called Gallo and Company, and I'm really excited to be starting there because I'll be jumping into some tax work. So you won't have to to study. No, you're, you're, you're a much more free schedule. Oh, much more free, and I might pick up an online class in the summer or, or spring. So. I'll have to study a little bit, but that's still uh, up in the air. So we'll see if if I choose to do that or if I just keep it for my next my last semester. Okay. Um, so you mentioned obviously you plan on pursuing your CPA designation and you're hoping to obtain it. I understand that your dream is to have an event planning business. Yes. Do you want to tell me more about this? Of course. So my cousin uh, is very creative. And like I said, kind of going back to the point of I like numbers. So we kind of had this idea of starting up a business and what kind of business would be we think 
just, you know, kind of puts us out there. And we really thought an event planning business would be really cool because there's a lot of event planners out there. But even going back to earlier when we were chatting, um, how I was telling you about my extracurriculars and I love organizing and I love planning and kind of putting on events. So I think having that would be really unique and having that accounting background or having that CPA designation behind me to help me with the numbers of the business, I think is an asset for sure. No pun intended asset, you know, <laughs> not an accounting student for sure, but yeah. Do you think that having an event planning business, which is quite a creative business, you know, having a CPA behind it, that it would differentiate, there'd be something unique about it? I think so. Um, having that like education and that knowledge, I think would help on the logistics side of the business itself. Um, and then I think that would make things a lot smoother and kind of have the business be really successful if you know the numbers to it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think having that is definitely really good to have. There you go. Um, well, that seems like a kind of natural, a good place to end this. Sammy, do you have any last thoughts you'd like to add? I would say what's one thing that I would like to ask you? Oh, okay. Um, is, one th is there anything that you think um, that you're hoping students get out of this podcast? Oh, well, I'm being put on the spot here. Um, my hope is, I mean, the vision for the Knowledge Center is that the CPAs as a collective have such a diverse and broad um, set of expertise. You know, you mentioned they're one of a kind in a lot of ways, you know, and there's such breadth in everything that they do. Um, and they have just so much to give. And, you know, and you have people who are experts in music and in arts, you know, you want to do event planning. So when that happens, you know, we're featuring in a different capacity. We'll yeah. talk to you about event planning, you know, and they just have so much knowledge to give. And I'm hoping that the podcast will be one of the many ways that they can just access it and listen to it and, you know, and get some of that knowledge. And if they can get from every podcast a little bit of a nugget, and at the very least, you know, CPAs are so interesting. They're incredibly interesting people. And so the hope is that they'll listen to it and think, wow, that CP is really, really cool. And, um, you know, and that they you know, if they see a billboard that says CBS aren't boring, not only will they look at it, they'll actually know CBS aren't boring because they've listened to this podcast and heard CBS talk about really cool things. I so. think that's a great idea. Yeah. One one step at a time, yeah. everyone will know that they're not just being counters. Exactly. That's the hope. That's the hope. Um, so thank you so much for taking the time and for being here today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Straight from the CPA's Mouth was made possible by a generous donation by Brian Heshey, the namesake and benefactor of the Heshey CPA Knowledge Center. Now let's hear directly from Brian himself about his vision for the center and the importance of asking questions. My name is Kayla Gaffney, and I'm with the CPA Education Foundation. I'll be your host for today's show. So welcome, Brian, to our first ever podcast episode. If you'd like to take a few moments to introduce yourself and, you know, let us get to know you a little bit better. I'm Brian Heshey. I'm uh, originally from Saskatchewan. I grew up on a farm there. I came to Alberta when the University of Saskatchewan asked me not to come back. And uh, I have an education degree and taught school for two years or high school. And I taught a couple of CPA courses and a bit sessional at the university. I was also in public practice for eight years. And then I moved to Fountain Tire and I was there for a long time as eventually a CEO and then as chair of the board. And when I left there, uh, 
I got involved, and it was when I was there, got involved in quite a bit of board work. The one that's probably most recognizable would be ATB Financial. I was on boards before they were very common. What do you think the general public or students or really anyone could learn from CPAs? They have knowledge that most people don't have or information that most people don't have. Accounting really would probably positively impact every personal life. And as a a student and continued learner, someone who very much values knowledge, what have you learned um, from mentors in your life or experiences that you've had? I've learned that it's not wrong to fail. It's wrong not to learn from failing, but not wrong to fail. And I think that uh, that's a valuable lesson to learn and one that some people never learn. It's pretty easy to get down when things don't work. But I think you can gain a lot from your failures if you look at it as an opportunity to learn rather than as, as doing something that had no value. I absolutely agree with you. And I think so many people have that fear. When I failed uh, out of the University of Saskatchewan, probably was one of the better things that happened to me, although it didn't seem so at the time. You have made an incredible donation to the CPA Education Foundation, and a part of that is launching the Heshi CPA Knowledge Center. The, The reason that I made a donation is... I have no learning or knowledge that had a greater impact on my career than the CPA. It's the designation that opened the doors for opportunities for me, more so than did uh, the education degree or the MBA. When you benefit from something, I think it's only right you give back. And, you know, with your knowledge center, it's going to be a collected expertise from CPAs all across Alberta, what do you think it'll mean to them to be able to share what they've learned and, you know, further the education of CPAs to be? I think that accountants tend to underestimate the value of the knowledge they have and and hopefully and how interested people are because they impact so many different aspects of society When tax reform came about, accountants' value to business increased dramatically because it demonstrated a real tangible value that that clients could see. Are there any specific points in your career that you think were turning points for you that led you to being that business leader that you are? The thing that probably changed the most for me was I articled with a national CA firm, and not that it was wrong, and I learned a lot, and it was a great experience, but I couldn't be myself with the national firm. Their culture wasn't me. And I I left them and went to a local CA firm, and there, there I could be myself. And I think too many people have positions, and they're not happy and they don't understand why. And the reason is they try and be a real person and they try and be a work person. You can't be both and be happy. So I think understanding 
that it was okay to be myself was the biggest turning point in my career, even though a lot of people don't necessarily like the self I became. I wouldn't say that. I like you very much, Brian. (laughs) And I'm sure all of our listeners will say the same. You've authored not one, but three books so far. I'm sure there'll be more to come. Each chapter of your latest book, 26 Thoughts on Leadership, you pose a question. And do you think that people are taught to you know, stand up and ask those questions, pose those hard questions, or is that something that has to be kind of learned by example? I know for me, it took a long time to realize that I didn't have a fear of failure as much as I had a fear of being criticized. That's a thing that holds so many people back and they don't realize it, is that they fear criticism. That's why people go to meetings and think, that person asked a dumb question, but they don't ask one themselves. What do you think the, the block is for people who aren't asking questions? Is it because they don't know how, or is it because they're afraid, or is it because they're just simply not pushing hard enough? I think the biggest reason is fear of criticism. And, and I've talked to a number of people when they stop and reflect on what they're actually afraid of. It, it isn't failing, it's criticism, because it's hurtful. Or it can be, I mean, unless you don't care, which as you get to be my age, you sort of arrive at that point. So, Brian, what is your personal leadership philosophy, or what's your leadership style? One of the questions that I, I thought about was, at, at what point did you recognize you were a leader? That I found was an interesting question because I'd never thought about it. I never grew up thinking of myself as a leader. The The time I think when I discovered I could be, strangely enough, was curling. And I'd curled in high school, but I started curling when I was back in school here in an engineers and architects league. And our team was losing every game because the skip was a great curler if he didn't need to make a shot and was brutal if he did. And we finally had a coming to grips with it and said, we've got to change skips and who will skip. And I said, I'd be happy to because I would would rather lose and be in a position to win than not be playing. So I think... And we did start winning a lot more. That, that was probably a big change in my thinking. But any leadership position I had was never because I asked for it, but I never turned down an opportunity. I'm very competitive, and the competitiveness would have uh, been what was the force that drove me to the leadership positions, not... Uh, me thinking I'm a leader. I've never really thought of myself as a leader, to be honest. So it kind of happened naturally a little bit. Yes. I'm a very big believer that luck's a very important and underestimated trait. Before we wrap up, could you pose a question for our next set of panelists? The question that I would ask is, what is the most innovative idea to date? And since I was in the tire business, 
ultra-old wheel as being a potential answer. I'm just thinking, what's the most innovative idea I've thought? Because with innovation comes a lot of trials, tribulations, and a lot of competition. So that's interesting. So wheel being one of them. Maybe I'll throw back to where you were. I'll go with fire. Fire was a great innovation. Yes. <laughs> um, so before we wrap up our very first podcast episode, Brian, do you have any last thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners today? My last thought would be, uh, I hope that the Knowledge Center is a success and that it has a positive influence on a number of people. Well, there you have it, listeners, straight from the CPA's mouth. Thank you, Brian, so much for joining us today and for the donation that made both this podcast and the Heshi CPA Knowledge Center possible. Thank you to all of you for tuning in and be sure to check out the next episode featuring CPAs answering and discussing the most innovative idea to date. Visit cpaalberta.ca slash foundation for more information on the Heshi CPA Knowledge Center and to purchase copies of Brian's book. If you're interested in hearing more answers straight from the CPA's mouth, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Straight from the CPA's Mouth is brought to you by the CPA Education Foundation. The CPA Education Foundation is a charitable arm of the Alberta CPA profession, providing up to $1.2 million each year in support of business and accounting education in the province. This podcast is just one of many resource materials available through the Heshi CPA Knowledge Center. This virtual hub features Alberta CPAs sharing their unique perspective and vast expertise on topics and issues such as leadership, finance, entrepreneurship, and more. Visit cpaalberta.ca slash foundation for more information on the Heshi CPA Knowledge Center and to learn how Alberta CPAs inspire success.